All views and opinions expressed in this podcast may lead to learning. All information provided is for educational and developmental purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for a growth mindset. Before taking action, please consult your motivation. This is the Teacher Talking Time podcast. You know how I feel? You know when you watch like Jimmy Fallon or something and and he's saying this to the guests like, you know, I have a surprise for you and we're going to do this game where you're going to this must be how the guest feels because I'm like a little bit anxious and nervous. Like what what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah. But it that's just, this is actually Hofstadter's law. We always think that it's going to take us like maybe three months to get in shape, but it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. So if you think in your head it's going to take me three months, think again. I think the counter argument would be don't let perfection be the enemy of progress, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, we're not really getting all of it done on time, but at the same time, if we just change our expectations or, or tweak a little bit along the way, we're still making progress in the right direction. And I think that that maybe is a little bit more important than meeting the absolute final deadline. When we, when people give up, I feel like it's because of insecurity. It's they already at the start feel like they're not able, they're not capable, and therefore the first iteration of trying to do that and it doesn't go well is their own confirmation bias that they already thought they couldn't do it. But it only takes five minutes to break the cycle. It's like five minutes of exercise and you're right back on the path. Five minutes of mm -hmm. writing mm -hmm. and, your, and your book is moving forward again. Five minutes of conversation with your partner and the relationship is somewhat restored. It doesn't take much to, mm -hmm. to gain that momentum back. But because we are so, I feel like we just focus too much on intensity and not so much on consistency. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Teacher Talking Time podcast. To those of you who are new, each episode of our podcast is devoted to bringing the most recent, most innovative, and most insightful research applications into teacher education, language teaching, and language education. And if you are also new to our Learn Your English community, I have to tell you more about our new Teacher Accelerator program, which is our online program for teachers all around the world who want to eliminate lesson planning, reach and help more students, teach less, earn more money without, of course, sacrificing work-life balance. Our programs help teachers reflect and develop in the most important skills they need to succeed in the information age. And it's just like your teaching isn't for everyone. Our program isn't for everyone. It's for someone. The program has four pillars of successful design. We have a community. We have live sessions. We have self-paced learning. And more importantly, we have lots, lots of feedback. Does this sound like you? Are you a teacher who wants to implement dogme and task-based learning in your teaching? Do you want to eliminate lesson planning? Do you want to help more students, but also work less? Do you want to transition from selling your time, teaching one-to-one, -to, -one, to actually focusing on outcomes and selling results? Do you want to be a business owner and not an employee? And more importantly, do you want to build and scale your teaching business? If this sounds like you, then you have a great opportunity here. 
just head over to our website, learnyourenglish.net slash schedule and book a meeting with us. We would love to have a conversation about your current situation and whether we can help you with any of these things. Welcome to another episode of the Teacher Talking Time podcast. I'm going to be your host today, but I'm not going to be alone because I am once again, as it has become customary in December, I am joined by the other two musketeers, Andrew and Mike. How's it going, boys? What's going on? What's up? What's up? The countdown is on to 2023. I don't remember how the how the three musketeers thing came along, but people seem to like it. It's not like a running joke. Every time I talk to somebody, like, oh, you're one of the musketeers. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know how we started that, but it's We're a, almost like a, a Russian doll set, too, if you think about it physically, <laughs> how we, we go from tallest to shortest. Yeah, right. Well, we could, also, we could brand this stuff. We gotta, I think it has on, to guys. do with the fact that everything that we do in terms of uh, our business is also in, in, in, in trees. Like all of our courses have three letters. They're part of an acronym like TAP, TSN, you know, TBL, SPA. SPA. You know, It'd be really clever if um, we said we did that on purpose, but I don't think we did that on purpose. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah. So there's the power of three as usual. Yeah, there's a power of three. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, as like, it has become some sort of tradition for us that in December, we kind of audit, we go back and we reflect on what happened in this past year. In the past, we've done episodes where we've talked about things that we've learned from podcast episodes we've talked about you know word of the year and we've done all kinds of things maybe we can do that in january i guess that would be a good okay. thing for january but for today i had a surprise up my Ooh. sleeve i wanted to oh i wanted to surprise you guys with something different and something that i think it would be somewhat useful for those of you who are actually watching or listening to this podcast or watching it on youtube and if you're watching this on youtube please don't forget to subscribe because our YouTube channel next year is going to be um, revamp, revamped and we're going to be adding a lot more um, videos, I guess, to um, YouTube. I think this is where we would say, hit that subscribe button. Exactly. <laughs> Smash it. Smash, Smash that it. subscribe button. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. kids make fun of me sometimes. It's like, are you going to become a YouTuber? I'm like, no, I'm just going to record YouTube videos, but that doesn't mean I'm going to become one. But it's going to be fresh, though. It is going to be yeah. fresh. We've got lots of ideas, um, not just like this where we're talking about issues, but actual real practical stuff that you can apply to exactly. your teaching business and daily practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I was thinking, boys, for today, for this uh, last episode of the year, um, I was thinking that we could actually talk about lessons that we've learned in 2022 because the year is basically over. And it's been a, a wild ride. So I thought it would be a good idea or it would be a good podcast idea for us to talk about lessons we've learned in 2022. And the rationale behind this is that if we keep these lessons in mind, they will help us or they will help us avoid falling into the same old cycles and propel us into a better um, future, perhaps. Knock on wood. Um, yes. And it's funny because, again, the idea of falling back into the same old cycles is actually going to be the first lesson that we're going to be talking about today. But what's interesting to those of you who are listening to this episode is that Mike and Andrew don't know what the lessons are. No idea. But I feel, I feel no. like these are lessons no, that no are... Clue, folks. 
somewhat applicable to our lives. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw the lesson out there. And you guys can think about how this lesson relates to your life, to your business, to things that you have done this year. You know how I feel? You know, when you watch like Jimmy Fallon or something and and he's saying this to the guests, like, you know, I have a surprise for you and we're going to do this game yeah. where you're going to, this must be how the guest feels because I'm like a little bit anxious and nervous. Like, what what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Luckily, so this luckily is we don't have idea. millions of people listening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah. So, no. so that's the idea. The past, the past few years, I would say the last, I, I think this is the third year of the pandemic, if you ask me. Um, so the past few years have been quite intense for everyone. And as we know, the pandemic has affected everyone on a massive global scale, both internally and externally. Although things have slowed down this year, um, you know, it, it can be very easy for all of us to feel lost in, a, in a, some sort of a whirlwind of events or emotions. So grounding ourselves and reflecting on what we have experienced so far in, in 2022, I think it's a great way for us to end another year of podcasting for us. So to those of you who are listening, to Mike and Andrew who are here participating in this podcast as well, here are our top 22 lessons learned up until today. So I'm going to start with lesson number one, okay? So lesson number one, hmm. boys and girls, is a very simple one. So I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to give you some background to that law, to that lesson, I should say. And then I want you guys to talk briefly about each of them. And we can kind of like relate them to uh, what's happening in our lives and everything. We okay. just have to keep short because we have sure. seven lessons. Well, okay. I thought you said five. They said 22. Sorry, five. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well I mean, we could, do, we could do 12 lessons if we new wanted math. to. New it's math, a, Andrew. Yeah. That's yeah. lesson one. Maybe... That's less of <laughs> no, maybe we'll do seven. We'll do seven because the last lesson is going to be an individual one. You're going to have to reflect on what was a personal lesson for you after we talk about the first six. So okay. we'll do seven in total. So lesson number one, it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. Hmm. And let me give you guys a little bit of background while you're thinking about that. Okay. That is actually a lesson that I've learned after working on very long-term projects, one of them, of course, being TAP, uh, which we have been working on for over a year now. But it, that's just, this is actually Hofstadter's law. And I was thinking about this, and this is a lesson that I've learned about exercising. You know, like, we always think that it's going to take us, like, maybe three months to get in shape. <laughs> We always well, think that, yeah. right? Yeah, you yeah, always, yeah, yeah. But it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. So if you think in your head it's going to take me three months, hmm. think again. So from the moment we decided to start this company, this new program, the TAP, everything has taken longer and been much harder than we expected. So the lesson for me based on this is if we can't pass the marshmallow test of delaying gratification, which is something that you were talking about earlier today, Mike. If we can't pass this marshmallow test of delayed gratification, which is something that we have been experiencing with the podcast and deferring things into the future, we're just going to get crushed. What do you guys think? Yeah. No, I think... So, So yeah, I agree. I agree that things inevitably do take a little bit longer than, than others, than, than expected. But I... I would, I would say that there are steps along the way, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, 
Um, one part of this is that you need to realize that iteration is at play, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, the, the reason we don't lose weight in those three months is because we are, we inevitably say two weeks into say a workout, decide to tweak it or change it or mm -hmm. make it a little bit better. Right. Um, the reason we don't get that course up and running right away is because we start to make it, we realize that it's good or bad and we make some revisions based on that. And, and it's just this constant ongoing iterative approach that takes a little bit longer yeah. than expected. Having yeah. said that, I think the counter argument would be don't let perfection be the enemy of progress, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, we're not really getting all of it done on time, but at the same time, if we just change our expectations or, or tweak a little bit along the way, um, we're still making progress in the right direction. And I think that that maybe is a little bit more important than meeting the absolute final deadline. Yeah. Well said. It's hard to disagree with that. You know, things take longer than you think. I mean, you started talking about it's year three of the pandemic. I don't think anyone really thought it would be three years. <laughs> right. When it, it was, started, we it thought it was going to be like a month. Yeah. And then it was a month. month. You know, I don't think anyone actually thought it would be two weeks either, though. So I think it goes both ways. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting. Like, yeah, exercise a good example you know you want to write a book writing anything that's a good example you know what would be the opposite is kind of where my mind goes like what would take mm. a shorter amount of time than you think and is it a matter of just perspective is it something that we want that we have to build that we're striving towards that takes longer and if so you know the reflection on why is it being delayed you know pandemic yeah. aside it's not in our control but like if i'm writing a book that's basically 99% in my control. I either sit down and, yeah. and write or I don't. So if I'm not, why am I not doing it? Yeah. Um, and I also think with gym and most things, like non-defined goals, right, help or, yeah. or hinder that. So you said, Leo, help, you know, it takes longer to get in shape than we think. But what, is, what does it mean to get in shape? Like, that's not right. a goal. That's, that's not, right. I mean, it's a yeah. goal, but it's yeah. not... Yeah defined it's not quantifiable right? yeah it's not so smart right? it's not smart yeah, yeah. right writing a book okay but then you compartmentalize it and i'm gonna write a page today i'm gonna write a second page tomorrow mm -hmm. okay and if you didn't do that why not but it yeah. shouldn't take you longer than x amount of time so a couple hours or half a day to write one page per se right so then mm -hmm. you can reflect don't you know like we always say don't if the goal is to climb the mountain that's great but don't stand at the bottom of the mountain and look at the top, you know, walk oh, hundred feet. There's a lot of connections now. There are walk a lot of connections with and the lessons, and, yeah. you know, um, it's good to know where you're heading ultimately. Um, but know that when you climb the mountain to extend that analogy, like it's going to be, the path might not always be there. Like you're going to have to climb over a rock or move the rock mm -hmm. or something that will delay your, your, your progress. And that's okay. But quantifiable goals, I think is important for me. So and instead of getting in shape, it's I want to lose five pounds in 30 days. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you can actually implement a plan to actually move forward with that. Well, what if and those well, those grander plans as well will will change over like over time as well, right? So mm -hmm. if you set out to lose so five mm -hmm. pounds today is a short kind of immediate or sorry, five pounds in the first 30 days is a short immediate goal. But if your larger goal is to lose 50 pounds, then how you get there and how intense 
you you decide to attack that mountain is um is going to change as as certain things in your life change like you might start working out hurt your knee and realize that you have to now switch to low impact workouts yep. or offset that with reducing your in caloric intake right <laughs> like so the journey itself is kind of evolving as well along with you or you might get halfway yeah. up the mountain and be like yeah you know what this mountain's not for me anymore and that's okay too Ah, yeah. so I think you guys, this is the beautiful thing about all of these lessons is that they are somewhat all kind of connected. So I was going to go in order, like lesson one, lesson oh. two, but I feel like you guys have already touched on lessons five and lesson six. <laughs> Look at us. This is how Jimmy Fallon feels. <laughs> Be careful what you ask. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to yeah, jump yeah. into lesson five then which is very much related to what you said, Andrew, you have to know what success looks like. We decided that for us, at least, when we think about ourselves as a, as a company, we decided that success was going to be become more community-minded, becoming more responsible as human beings, becoming better organized as a company, having more fun doing what we do. And of course, I actually think that we are really trying to make a positive contribution to in the lives of many teachers who want to have a better life, who want to make um, a little bit more money, who don't want to, you know, deal with burnout and work for um, work for institutions or for places where they don't feel like they are valued. So that's the lesson number five. Know what success looks like. What do you guys have to say about that? I'd, I'd like to jump in because I think, um, you know, when we talk about this in, in our program, um, when you're defining success, it's important to be as, as specific and as detailed as possible. And um, there's this kind of concept in psychology where you kind of, in, you, you look at your envisioned future self and your ideal self down the road. And the, the way to make that exercise as powerful as possible is to be as detailed as possible. So sure, success might be making X amount of dollars or getting paid um, a certain rate. Uh, but but what is that leading to? Mm -hmm. Well, why do you need that money, right? Well, you need that money because you want to have enough time to um, not need a second job or you want to have enough money so that you can uh, have more free time to go out and spend time with your family. Okay, if you're with your family, what are you doing with them? Oh, we're traveling to Disneyland. Great. How many times a year are you getting to Disneyland? How long are you staying there? Um, and it's really, really important to get as specific as possible because that's going to help you stay on track. So now it's not just a case of getting to a point where you are making a certain amount of dollars. It's also assuming a new identity and a new lifestyle along with it. And if you're going to achieve these long-term goals, you need to have that clear vision because you need to have something, to, as you say, Leo, need to have something to keep back keep coming back to and referring mm -hmm. and auditing right am i getting what am i doing now that's getting me to that that future self that i really want to be mm -hmm. i love that andrew i think it can be human nature it might sound counterintuitive but like to be afraid of success mm. or to be intimidated by success because to take the step forward to succeed, you know, failure happens along the way. And there's this, you know, a fear of failure that, that is in all of us and it makes us go outside of our comfort zone. Or at least what if but, I fail, right? 
Yeah. Or what yeah. if? Or what does it? Just and the then, what then if? Like, we yeah. go back to the same yeah. thing. Like, yeah. what is the quantifiable? Like, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. well, what specifically are we afraid of? What would that? If that? Okay, let's. I'll play along. If that does happen, what would happen next? What would happen in that situation? And we always, mm-hmm. you know, if we talk it out, we figure out it's not going to be as bad mm-hmm. as as we think it it could be. I think it was Churchill, but it could have been somebody else. I could be wrong. Mm. But that that quote about the anticipation of death is worse than death itself, right? Yeah. Where we get in our own yeah. heads and we think about all the things that could go wrong. And mm-hmm. if it actually happens in real life, it's not as bad as we normally, not as bad as we, we imagine it, that it could be. Yeah. Yeah. So achieving success, of course, is great. But I think a lot of people, myself included, don't take a step because, well, what if it doesn't work or it couldn't work out? Right. And, you know, kind of rob ourselves of even little wins along the way you already and, touched on another lesson by the way just by <laughs> saying that and and, and and having contingencies in place right so it's it's yeah sure i might not i might not be successful right away but if i experience this failure or this hurdle this is how i'm gonna this is how i'm going to re- respond right so when i don't feel like typing what am i going to do that's going to get me in the mood to type right oh i'm going to stare at my computer and i'm going to try and write one word in yeah. in a minute and then if yeah. i write one word in a minute i'm going to stay there for another minute and i'm going to try and write two more words yeah and then i'm going to stay there for another minute and writing it until you get to that what's that magic number leo five minutes right yeah we were talking about that it only takes five minutes to break the cycle it's like five minutes of exercise and you're right back on the path five minutes of mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. and your and your book is moving forward again five minutes of conversation with your partner and the relationship is somewhat restored it doesn't take much to, mm-hmm. to gain that momentum back. But because we are so, I feel like we just focus too much on intensity and not so much on consistency. Like I, I find that for me, what works is I just have to show up every day. Like today, I only read two pages of my books, two pages, it's pathetic, but two pages every day is better than no pages. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's not pathetic when Right, well, you can you can assess how it is for you, but like, for you showed up. You you mm-hmm. went. The goal isn't to read two pages per day. The I always want to read, read more every day. Yeah, yeah. The goal is right. to read every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The goal exactly. is to read every so day. You, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what success looks like. And it's funny because earlier on, Andrew was talking about mountains, and this segues very nicely into lesson number six. You've already mentioned lesson number four, so we're not going in in order here. So I apologize for that. But lesson six is exactly what you were saying, Andrew, that behind mountains are more mountains. And that's just how life is. Or There's should actually, be, right? Or should be. I think yeah. it's that's just how life is, actually, Mike. I think yeah. there's a book that I finished reading recently called The Second Mountain by David Brooks. And I think it's a phenomenal read. Maybe we should link the book into the show hmm. notes, but... You don't overcome one obstacle. You don't just get through the first year of your business like we we did. And then suddenly, we were magically done with all obstacles, right? <laughs> oh, that's it. There's nothing more. No, that's not how life works. Life is basically, I don't want to go into Siddhartha and Buddhism here, but life is suffering. Life is one obstacle after another. And you just have to keep going, which is kind of what we have been doing. We have had times when we're like, Man, there's there goes another mountain. When we finish the first iteration of tap, we're like, this is great, but now there's another mountain. We want to make this program even better. The same thing with the podcast. 
the same thing with everything that we have done in this business. And it's the same thing that happens with life. Like Andrew, you just recently uh, became a house owner. That's, mm -hmm. that's, you've already climbed that mountain. Now there's more, there are going to be more mountains after that. Burnishing it. Debt. Debt. <laughs> Debt. That's what it is. <laughs> but, Mount but, but, no, but Leo, like, uh. and, and this is big with education, right? It's not struggle. It's just like in education, there's not gaps. These are all opportunities, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so we, we started the business. Um, we, we got to a certain point and then we had the opportunity to pivot and do something different that was more meaningful to us. Was it a challenge? Yes, but it was an opportunity to grow. Andrew got a new house. Yes. So now he has the opportunity to build his credit, right? Yes. So to, to, be, to buy a bigger nice house down the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't yes. look at it as but, debt. <laughs> no, no. But, but that's it, right? Like it's, it's, I agree with what you're saying. We're not saying that it's struggle all the time, mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. it's opportunities to keep yeah. this endless pursuit of of development and growth and it's a opening new doors. Perspective, right? Like I think about retired people. Have you met a person who retired and then just sat on the couch for the rest of their life for the next twenty years? Probably not. No. They get bored because they're people. <laughs> they need a challenge. They need something to to do right a hobby or, or whatever it is if when we, when people give up i feel like it's because of insecurity it's they already at the start feel like they're not able or not capable and therefore the first iteration of trying to do that and it doesn't go well it is their own confirmation bias that they already thought they couldn't do it versus like if you are a good person at working out then just for whatever reason you had a bad month, you didn't work out at all, and you go back the next month and you start again, you're not going to give up after the first day, even though it's going to hurt because you already know that you you can do this. Versus if you've never worked out in your whole life and you go to the gym day one and it hurts, you're going to be, maybe you're like, well, I don't want to go back tomorrow because that was really mm. unpleasant. Yeah. Because you already thought, I'm not a gym person, quote unquote, whatever that means. And you're just convincing yourself it's your, your insecurity about that activity. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. And welcome to another interview with uh, Teacher Accelerator member and Jessica Diaz. Thanks for joining us today. And thank you for inviting me. When you have only one one-on-one lessons, one-to-one, there's a limit. You're going to have a limit of students. And even if you have like 20 students, that's too much. You're going to be overworked and overwhelmed. That's not something that I wanted. I'm not leaving school to be overworked with something that's going to leave me trapped again. That's that's the thing of having your online course because you can be at the beach selling your course. This being overworked took, took a toll on my mental health. So I was like, I want to have time to go to the gym, to spend time with my family, with my friends. And I wasn't able to do that. I wanted to help more students and I also wanted to have more time for myself and also to develop myself as a professional. Because I wanted to read more. I wanted to take other courses. There's so much things uh, in the TAP course. Hey everyone, this is Andrew from Learn Your English. Thanks for listening to this episode of Teacher Talking Time. We work hard to produce a show that's theoretical, practical, and hopefully interesting. But, you know, not everything fits into a podcast format. And we've been working hard behind the scenes on something that we're excited about. And we hope you are too. And we're happy to share it with you right now. But first... Let me ask you a few questions. Number one, are you a teacher with your own business? Number two, are you looking to grow that business? 
And number three, are you interested in doing that quickly and overcoming common pitfalls? If so, we have a new free 120-hour training that might be for you. You know, we've worked with hundreds of teachers over the years and have seen them stumble on common obstacles when it comes to business. These obstacles cause delays and stagnate growth to what would otherwise be a successful operation. And now we're happy to say that we've developed an email course to help you overcome these challenges so you can see growth in your business right away. This is a step-by-step email training to help you overcome the five obstacles that we've seen prevent most teachers from building their business successfully, whether you teach one-to-one or groups or don't have your own business yet. In this course, we look at things like business mindset, dogma ELT and materials light teaching, attracting the right kind of client, crafting your offer, and an essential business model every teacher should use. With this, we've helped hundreds of teachers to overcome these, and now you can do it as well. To begin, just head over to our website, learnyourenglish.net slash obstacles. Once enrolled, you'll get an email from us every day for five days with strategies, tasks, and actionables to use in your business immediately. Plus, at the end, there's a little treat from the three of us. So once again, head over to learnyourenglish.net slash obstacles and get started with this free 120-hour course and see growth in your business in just five days. The link to that is also in the show notes. And now, let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, my name is Azat Bostash and I'm from Turkey. You are listening to Teacher Talking Time, the Learn Your English podcast. Hey, merhaba arkadaşlar. Ben Azat Bostaş, Türk'üm. Şu anda Teacher Talking Time grubunun hazırlamış olduğu İngilizce Öğreniyorum podcast'ini dinliyorsunuz. And just to jump in, it goes back to the other problem, um, the other challenge the, that Leo was talking about, and that is that some people just don't have that confidence. Like, they don't get past the what-ifs. And people in our program, the ones that are successful are the ones that are that first case, Andrew. They, yeah, sure, they, they realized that they had to take a month off. They realized that they were unable to do what they needed to do that particular month or week, but they still showed up the week after because they knew as long as they keep being consistent enough, as Leo was saying, that eventually they will get back on the cycle and then they'll, they'll be successful. What, what I find that we help people with the most in, in the Teacher Accelerator program is, is, is helping them get at least to that point. Because there are a lot of teachers out there who have great ideas for courses, who really, really have great ideas for a business and a new way of life for themselves. But they're keep, as you said, confirmation bias. They keep mm. telling themselves, I could do this, but, but what if it doesn't work? And then, and then what, or I, I, I could do this, but, but what if I create a course and nobody buys it? Yeah. Right. Or I, so it's this endless, what if cycle. And I think sometimes you just need people like you and Leo and I to just be in their corner and help yeah. them get over that initial mountain and show them that once you've had that success, you're good to go. This segues very nicely into less than four. So Mike, nobody knows the you. order, by the way, Leo. So you're the points, only one. So you can points just... for you and points for Andrew for having like this is the amazing thing about actually using or doing a, a podcast using a dogma approach. Like we didn't plan this, but you guys are you are kind of like di- it's a choose your own adventure type of podcast. Yeah. And in a way, yeah, you guys are best. actually. You guys are actually able to talk about the lessons that we've learned without me telling you what those lessons were, which is fantastic. Which brings us to lesson. To lesson uh, before we do lesson four, 
arbitrarily. We did. So we, we arbitrarily did go back to arbitrary four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. They have numbers. I numbered them because I was gonna do them in order in my head, which is like very much. This is the teacher in me, right? I'm gonna start hey. by doing this, then I'm gonna do that. But then I realized that this is actually a very good example of how Dogme works with podcasting. How to podcast is, yeah. unplugged. You have an idea of what you want to do, and you have a a set order in your mind. But then the moment the conversation starts, you just find yourself kind of like, you know what? I'm just gonna ditch the plan. I need to be a scientist. It's like the right? yeah, yeah, it's from going from the synthetic syllabus of yeah. point A, then point two, right? <laughs> no, and then we're not following that anymore. The deep end approach, exactly. Right? Tell exactly. me what you know. But what is so lesson, funny lesson is that, one was yeah. success, right? Was it success? Lesson one. Lesson one is it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. Mm. Oh, that's okay. That led us to lesson five, which is knowing what success looks like, which okay. then brought us into lesson six, which was behind mountains are more mountains. And then you guys were talking about this idea of like how teachers are very hesitant and how a lot of people are very hesitant. People are to, hesitant. People, not are just teachers. Yeah. people, not just teachers, they people. Get, they, they come down with severe cases of the what ifs. Analysis, yeah. that's exactly what prompted me to get into lesson four now, because what is the solution to this problem? What is a lesson that we have learned as teachers, as human beings, as entre- entrepreneurs in our lives in 2022, is that to always think of something as an experiment. How are you going to know if it's something that you want to do, if you haven't tried doing it. The decision, I find that the decision to see something as an experiment, not as a permanent life choice, is very freeing. And I feel like for me, and this is an idea that I got from you, Andrew, the idea of dating, and I want you to explain that, (laughs) dating a niche, dating like a... A a profile student, not a real student. Yeah, yeah. But an just the idea of, yeah, like the idea of, <laughs> an of, of, of thinking <laughs> of something as an experiment, it allows me to go into it knowing that I was going to commit it for like a period of time. And then I can reassess and I can change my mind. So that I feel like it happened with me working for uh, this, uh, this project in Turkey. It happened well, for, for me with Learn Your English when we were like, well, let's commit to this for a period of time and then we can reassess and then we can change our mind. So. That's lesson number four. What do you guys think? I like it. I'll go first on this one because I was going to say, I think as we're talking, we're kind of coming to a definition of what success means or what to be successful means. And maybe it's not that ultimate climb the mountain. You know, that can be a goal, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe to be successful or success just means every day I do this little action. And as long as I show up every day, that's success. And we know how actions compound, right? That's why people invest because over time, mm-hmm. You, we had Nicola Apprentice give a, give a talk earlier this year, you know, and, you know, you're not going to see gains on, on investments in the short term, but everyone does it. Why? Because we know over the long term, if it shows up every day, so to speak, you see the results, right? So why don't we apply that to, to other things? I think it goes back just to those, those insecurities that, that we have, you know, going outside of our comfort zones is, is hard. Um, yeah. So we sometimes we need we need a little push, but we can make it easier for ourselves by saying today I'm going to mm-hmm. this and tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing. If I do it for seven days in a row, that's that's a success. So it's just doing it on a daily basis. We used yeah. to work with a um, a yoga instructor, um, Heather, and 
I was talking to her once about weight loss. We'll just return to weight loss for a second. <laughs> and, uh, and her advice was just like, you know, just do something, right? Like all you really need to do to lose weight is to choose some sort of exercise and just make it part of your daily routine, Andrew. And that's it. And then eventually over time, the compounding will take place. It doesn't need to be a severe kind of um, high impact, high impact intensity interval training workout. It could just be walking every day, going to the pool and swimming every day, right? Whatever it is for you, it's just do something. And I think it's the mm -hmm. same with teaching, right? It, and, and starting your own business. It, as long as you, as Leo and I always say, as long as you make it or schedule a part of your day um, around that activity, you're going to see results. It's, it's a matter of fact. If you hold yourself accountable and you show up mm -hmm. at that time of day, every single day, over time, you will, you will get there. And just like personally, and to go back to the original, um, the original point, um, you don't know unless you try, yeah. right? Uh, I always told myself I could never quit drinking. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have relapses every once in a while. But, but it, I was convinced, oh, I can't give up drinking because I'm going to fail. Or if I can't give up drinking because I'm a person who, who needs to have a drink every Friday, right? Um, but if you commit to it and you do it and you test it out and you just do it, over time, you will assume that identity mm -hmm. to the point where you don't want to go back to have a drink on a Friday because it means not enjoying your Saturday mornings and missing out on a full weekend, right? A yeah. full 48 hour weekend. Right. And again, you don't have to be perfect all the time. Um, I can, you know, I've, I've had relapses, but it's, it's over time. If you look back at my last year, I've drank, I haven't, I've drank the least amount of, of alcohol in my entire adult life. Right. And not perfect, Congratulations. but it's, but it got me closer to yeah. a, a person I wanted to be. Right. But I never would have gotten there unless I just experimented and gave it a shot. And there's there's supplemental benefits there that you're describing, right? That one action creates corresponding actions, right? Like if mm. I set up a routine that I'm going to work out in the morning before work every day, or not even every day, let's say Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, just hypothetically, right? Guess what happens in the evenings, the days before when you want to have like a snack before bed or you want to have a beer or you want to watch that yeah. movie you're like oh no no no mm -hmm. i can't do that because i'm waking up at six o'clock to do my workout mm -hmm. there are other things that end up happening that are good and then once you get in that get rolling you know that just be like you said like that just becomes who you are and at first you have to make an active choice but eventually you, you just get yep. into the routine and there are other supplementary actions and choices that come from that first choice and yeah. and just to jump in, Leo, but uh, mm. if we're thinking about teacherpreneurs, one of the biggest hangups a lot of people have is, but I, I don't feel comfortable posting. Like, I don't want to get out on social media. Mm. Or I'm, not, I'm not comfortable posting on social media. But if you, if you can start that habit of posting, say, X amount of times a week, just mm. starting, it's going to free up all that anxiety and stress you have. It's going to free up all like your mind to just focus on other aspects of your business yeah. as well. Cause you get through those first two weeks and you post say twice a week, then you're, you're, you're, there's that worry that used to take up part of your brain is gone now. And then you can start to develop a course or you can start yeah. to um, build other aspects of your business, knowing that you've, you've done this biggest thing. You've done this small thing that was giving you the most anxiety. I just, before, I feel like you guys have read the script somewhat because you have basically, 
um, <laughs> jumped into lesson two and three already, Dog which are the baby. last two lessons. Actually, before we talk about our personal lessons. But Andrew, can you talk more about the dating? Because I feel like this idea of thinking of something in a, as an experiment, I think it's very much aligned with this notion of dating something. And I was thinking about that the other day when someone asked me like, oh, so you're going to be doing this for, for the rest of your life? And I said, no, I'm dating this. Mm. I'm dating this this um, this field, this new um, area that I'm kind of like venturing in. So can you can you tell us more? Maybe the audience would benefit from your dating analogy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I, I mean, I, I think human nature is like, like what we've been talking about is to be averse to like these binary choices of decisions. Like I do this mm -hmm. or I do this, and the consequences are dire. You know, like I, I drive here and if I crash, the car crashes and it blows up. But like it doesn't have to be like that binary choice, right? Mm -hmm. with with niching which is like the magic word in our industry but it really just means like a, a specific type of person that that you want to work with like really the only wrong decision is not making a decision right and it doesn't have to be you know uh what you do forever right and we i, I yeah i like the analogy of dating because it i think it's relatable like when you go on a first date with somebody i'd be surprised if the majority of people go on a first date with the intention of like, oh, this is going to be the person I'm going to date for the rest of my life. Like, no, probably most people go into that coffee date or whatever just to like, oh, I'll find out information about them. We'll just kind of talk and, you know, maybe there will be a second date. Maybe they won't. Maybe there won't be. But like either way, okay, I'm kind of cool with, with the outcome and then we'll, we'll go from there. So why does having a niche have to be anything different, right? And this is where we kind of came up with the idea of dating a niche mm -hmm. with the idea mm -hmm. that kind of as a catch 22, yes, having a niche is important, but only to an extent. So a lot of, or I want to say all of the majority of, you know, skills that we can learn of having a business, having a teaching business are transferable to any niche. But the catch is you kind of have to choose one or date one in order to learn mm -hmm. those skills and go through the process of putting in right. the reps to yeah. to get there, right? So learning about, you know, audience attraction and, and building an offer and selling an offer and building a course and running a course and getting feedback and building a landing page and getting the messaging right and all of these things, which are skills that are very important, but are transferable to literally anything that you could possibly offer for the rest of yeah. your life. But yeah. in order to actually well, go agree. through the process and learn all those things, you have to be targeting a specific type of person Jeez. but you don't have to oh, date them forever oh my god you're just jumping into lesson two now <laughs> but let's because because you guys anticipated lesson three i think lesson two and lesson three are kind of connected because Andrew just brought up lesson two which is in order for you to do that which is lesson two you need to have a unique proposition you want mm. to have something that only you could do right um, and we talk a lot about this idea that you're not teaching everyone, you are teaching someone, right? And mm -hmm. I think this is why you need to make good choices because by making good choices, you're creating opportunities for yourself. So what do you guys have to say about that? Yeah, what is I this think, unique proposition? I, th I think it's it's balancing though, isn't it, Leo? So mm -hmm. I think it kind of speaks to what Andrew was saying. Like as teachers, we we have these great resources of knowledge and all these materials we've accumulated, these assets, as we like to say, mm -hmm. that we bring to the table. And 
it's it's it's really just a matter of choosing a type of student or an, an aspect of teaching that we really like to teach and commit to that put it out there and and date that niche for a while mm -hmm. right so maybe if you really like teaching um speaking skills uh oftentimes teachers teach presentations so mm -hmm. maybe you just teach presentation skills right and you test it out there you test yeah. that niche um and you think without, of it as an experiment it's think of it as an experiment right the opposite of that would be trying to get your niche so perfect without any dating, right? It's like, uh, uh, I can't date yet because I haven't lost enough weight. I can't date yet because I haven't got my hair cut, right? You keep, keep it's like you're lane. just, it's like keep you're just lane. texting a bunch of women, but you've never gone on a date with them and you've never given them any, you haven't given any but of them a chance. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to date you. This is awesome. I'm so glad that you're into my profile. Um, uh, let's talk in two months when I'm ready. Right. Yeah. Like, no, no. Like, let's let's test it out. Let's experiment for a bit. Let's let's avoid the paralysis yeah. of, of indecision. Right. Yeah. You uh, you familiar with the show Love is Blind? Yes. Oh, we <laughs> we haven't watched it, but it's uh, very popular. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In my circles. So, yeah. So what what always basically always happens at the end of the show? Um, they kiss. The end of the. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. wait. But th that depends. Have you watched the series? Because in the middle, they have to meet. That's well, the, in the middle. The premise is the premise is flawed. Basically, they get married right? at the very end. They, they get either married get married sometimes. or they don't. They or they don't. Right. right. And a lot yeah. of them yeah. walk away and say, "No, I'm not ready. I can't do this." But without oh, yeah, seeing some each other, of them right? on the very last day, right? Like on the altar, they're yeah. Because they never get a chance to. Other. Is that well, right? at, the at the beginning, yes. At the okay. beginning, the idea is that you can fall in love without seeing somebody. Um, put, the, and then, put the link in the uh profile in the comments <laughs> below. But they never actually get a chance. They're like it's I think it's like over the course of like six weeks or something, and then they get married or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they don't get a chance to actually get to know each other, right? Which is why you like this is what dating is for. You get to know a person and make a decision and get information and gather information and find out, you know, if you went into if you decided sitting on your couch today, I want to get married. And then you go into your first date with somebody with the intention of like, I want to get married. You know, I mean, I think people, some people do that, but that may not work out the best. You go in with an open mind as an experiment. It's okay. But the, you put in more reps. If someone doesn't work out for you, you, you know, go on a date with another person. And I really believe this, like niching is the same thing. Like it's about learning the process right. and not trying to find mm -hmm. something perfect because you always be surprised with what you find. It's not yes. going to be what you think. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is what it means to have a unique proposition. This applies to your life as well. Um, I'm pretty sure that Andrew, when you were in the dating world, you kind of knew you <laughs> what your unique proposition was, right? <laughs> you know what know. you That's were looking for. It's, yeah. like, it's like a good question. I don't know, but maybe. And I was thinking about maybe I didn't. That's of, why I was still dating. <laughs> yeah, but eventually you knew what you wanted. Yeah, you figured out what. Because I think that's the the essence of uh, wanting to have or having a unique proposition is figuring out what you are uniquely good at and apply as much leverage. This as is possible. scary to people too because a lot of natural responses is like, well, I don't know, I'm not good. Of course, you don't at, at first. Like you have to figure it yeah. out. And how do yeah, you figure yeah. it out? By you know, we always talk about learning by doing. Well, yeah, it doesn't just apply to students; it applies to us as well. Learn yeah. by doing and having you know a corner of the yeah. internet for you, like. I just Googled this. Do you know how many people in the world have access to the internet? Okay, we have 8 billion people in the world. So how many people have access? I'd say 6 billion. Yeah, over half, definitely. Five, according to statistics.com. 
So 5.03 billion people have access to internet. 4.7 billion people have social media. So my question to everybody is, how many of those 4.7 billion people do you need to sign up to your course to have a thriving business? Not that many. You don't need to teach everybody. This is why you need to have a unique proposition. You need to productize yourself, right? Because we've talked a lot about this. Productizing has this specific knowledge. Productizing has leverage. Yourself has uniqueness. Yourself has accountability. Yourself also has specific knowledge. So what you're doing is you're combining all of these pieces into these two words. And as you said, Andrew, if you're looking, if you're looking at things from a long-term perspective, you need to ask yourself, is this authentic to me? Is, this, is it myself mm-hmm. that I'm projecting? And then ask yourself, am I productizing this? Am I scaling this? Am I scaling this with label? What with labor? Am I scaling this with capital? How am I scaling this? With media, with a course, right? Like, what is this podcast? That is the question. That's a very good question. We're literally <laughs> productizing ourselves with a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's basically what we're doing, right? It's an asset. Yeah. Right? These are all assets. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about yeah. this before where, where a lot of people, like teachers, transfer the, the ESL school experience into, into a business where they, they teach live classes, which isn't a bad thing, like teaching one-to-one, you know, selling your time can be okay but i like this analogy of like when you ask people like you know okay so you want to buy a a new desk for your office right and you go to ikea and you look at desks at ikea and then you also talk to uh, a carpenter about making you a custom desk for your office which one of those two things would be more expensive obviously Obviously, the custom right yeah yeah the carpenter one, the custom, of course, like obviously, right? But in our industry, it's reverse. The one-to-one custom lesson is super cheap, generally speaking. It should be the opposite. The one-to-one lessons we should be leveraging. That should be the premium option. I have a course that you can join over here, which is this much. But if you want specific one-to-one attention, it's three times as expensive. But for some reason, we offer the custom desk at an IKEA price. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We <laughs> offer the custom desk at an IKEA price. Exactly. And there's there's nothing wrong with IKEA. No. Half I'm, my house is IKEA. Love IKEA. So. Love I IKEA. Can't afford a custom yeah. desk. <laughs> Which brings us to the last lesson because it's connected to all of this. We think of something as an experience. I think it starts. I think the order that I had doesn't work, but it's something always takes longer than you think it's going to take. That was our first lesson. Many of our podcasts can. <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) we know what success looks like we know that behind mountains are more mountains that was another lesson we talked about thinking of something as an experiment and wanting the the last the lesson that we just looked at was wanting to you need to have a unique proposition Mm. but how do we get all of this off the ground it's connected to what both of you have said you have to start small and that's the lesson here the problem is when you have and I think a lot of us have this. When we have really high standards, you expect a lot of yourself. And it's very hard to be comfortable with something that is kind of crappy or mediocre or not all the way there, which is what eventually stops you from um, taking action. But there's a reason. This is a lesson that I've learned. There's a reason why most tech startups think in terms of a minimum viable product. And this is why we think about a minimum viable course, right? Mm-hmm. Accelerate to fail. 
you have that be the mindset. We talk about that right. in in TSN in our teacher entrepreneur mm-hmm. support network. And that's not our idea. I got we got it from Shark Tank from Robert Hershevik mm-hmm. who, who said this in one episode and it just clicked in my mind because he said you have to accelerate, you have to go faster, you have to accelerate to fail. And then mm-hmm. he said, what I mean by that is you have to go to market and find out if anyone cares about this idea, and if they yep. don't, throw it in the trash and have a new one. Move but on. he said, what would you, know you prefer? to learn quickly that no one cares about this or spend two years of your life doing it and then find out that no one cares about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah. So with that mindset, yeah. there is no failure. It's not no. me that fails. I have an idea that nobody cares about. Okay, fine. I'll get another idea. I'll date a different niche. I'll design a different yes. thing. I'll come up with something else. The failure isn't you. The failure is just the idea. And that happens all the time. Yeah. We only see success stories of successful people. You don't see Elon Musk, all of the failures that he had, and there are lots of them. You don't see Steve Jobs' failures. You don't see, but they're there. If you dig, you Google around, you'll find them. But we only celebrate their their major successes, and Mm -hmm. the that's not. I mean, I'll I'll attribute to them, but that's not the whole story. Yeah. I go, it goes back to what I said earlier. These are not failures. These are all opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, great. If I'm posting about this and I get 10 people following me and I get five of them that want to sign up and try my first idea for a course with me, great. Then I have, now I have the opportunity to see if this course is actually really as good as I think it is. And if they give me great reviews, that's great. I have the opportunity to use those reviews and to do what Leo said, I can scale now. And mm-hmm. my own def- definition of scaling will be different. Um, versus uh, thinking I have a good idea, um, worrying about maybe not pleasing everyone and therefore not building it and not taking a chance. So it's better to have an idea, test it out, talk to those 5 million people on social media, yeah. see if you can get some of those to sign up. You then have the opportunity to get proof of concept. You have the opportunity to see if what you've created is really good or bad, and then you have the opportunity to start fresh all over again, or to just make those small tweaks that will make it even better the next time you do it. And again, if it is really good, then you can start to you have the opportunity to think of new ways to scale your business. And I think you're right, Andrew, in the teacher, in the, sorry, in the um, teacherpreneur support network, that's exactly what we do, right? We work with teachers who just kind of need that little nudge to kind of yeah. help them fail faster or see the opportunities as fast as possible yeah. so that they can get newer, more opportunities down the road. We talk about this all the time. Like the benefit is so huge for language teachers because it's not like we are lawyers who have an idea for like an awesome mop that will clean your floors without all the hassle. Like it's a completely unrelated idea. Like that's right. We've all yeah, taught yeah. students. We've all taught them somewhere. We've all helped them do something. We've all. If, I posted about this the other day. If you've taught a general English class, which is not a thing by the way, it's an invention yeah. by ESL schools. It doesn't exist. But if you've taught that in a school, then you've, by nature, just taught twelve in-demand skills in that class. Right. Pick one. And go teach it to the same people that need it. So it's yeah. not an unrelated idea. We've all helped people. We've all helped students. We've all helped them get better. As you would say, Leo, productize that system that you used yeah. and go find 10 people that need to learn it and do it and do it again. It's not like a lawyer making a mop. It's it's the same thing that we do all the time. You're just finding the people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that are most successful in the Teacher Accelerator program, the ones that are making money faster are the ones that do that right that yeah. that that 
get their product out there as fast as possible, get the feedback as fast as possible, and then decide, make a decision to move either, again, productize it again differently, or start fresh and just try try that next skill, Andrew, that, that of those 20 skills that they've learned and, and have taught in their general English class, yeah. right? Yeah. But they they take action. They take action. They they fail Good as point. fast as possible, yeah. or they get to they they they make the most of those opportunities as fast as possible, yeah. and then that gives them new, more opportunities to to to test other new ideas or to keep going and scale faster. Yeah. Okay. So this brings us to the last lesson of our podcast, and this is a there is no lesson here. It's an individual lesson. I want you both to think of a lesson. Because I feel like we, these are lessons that we all learned collectively as a company, as friends, as, you know, as human beings. Lessons that, again, I hope a lot of the listeners will somewhat learn from these lessons as well and extract some value from this. But I would like to, take, I would like to ask you both to think of a lesson that you've learned this year that you hope not to, um, hope to internalize or not to repeat the same mistake in the past. And I'm going to go first while you two are thinking, because I've been thinking a lot about this throughout the episode. And it's related to my life, but it's related to a lot of the things that both you, Mike, and Andrew have said, which is this idea of not making the same mistakes. I, I have become very aware of that. I'm trying really hard to avoid making the same mistakes. And what I'm doing now is I'm trying to make new mistakes. Because with new mistakes, there are new lessons. <laughs> and of course, with new lessons, there are going to be new uh, learning opportunities, right? So that's been the lesson for me this year. Don't keep making the same mistakes. Try to make new mistakes. And fail the second again. one, fail, fail again. Yeah. And the second one, which is also related to everything that we talked about here today, is that about 99% of the time, the right time is right now. Hmm. And that is something that I've been telling myself a lot lately. Hmm. 99% of the time, the right time is right now. But we always say, oh, tomorrow, oh, next week, oh, next year. No, the right time is right now. And this is actually George, pumped by... Uh, George, George Pickering, what? remember? George Pickering, yes. Yeah, George Pickering talked about that too. Tomorrow is not a day of the week. Tomorrow is not a day of the week, yes. <laughs> It's right now. If right you want to start stretching, start now. Do one stretch. Again, consistency before intensity. Start small. Become the kind of person who shows up every single day. And then you're building a new identity. Once that identity has been built, then only then you can start increasing the um, intensity. So those are Man. the two lessons for me. Atomic wow. Habits is right over my shoulder here on, on the shelf. I mean... <laughs> I actually one percent. Somebody man. stole my copy. Somebody stole 1%. my copy, so I bought a 1%, new one. Baby. Now. Yeah, Mike Andrew, what are your lessons before we wrap this up? I'll I'll go because mine kind of dovetails. Bingo card. Bingo. Uh, <laughs> bingo. Inside joke. <laughs> uh, from from yours actually. No, and I'm gonna get metaphysical here, but uh, and but I but I Ooh. mean it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um. So. So I, I've been just reading some some indigenous stories, and one of the kind of lessons that you can kind of take from these stories is that it's quite important to trust the universe mm. and and to listen to the universe. And and 
what I mean by that is, and I think what the what the teachings try to tell us is that there's this kind of obsession with us and us being on our own little islands. But the truth is, if you kind of put yourself in those positions, Leo, that you were describing, and then the universe will naturally, naturally gravitate towards you, right? Mm. So perhaps you're a teacher out there right now, and you're thinking, wow, I've always kind of wanted to create my own course, but I don't know how to, or I don't really know who I would talk to about that. And all of a sudden, you're now listening to this podcast. That's the universe telling you that there are others out there who who can help you. And I think as we kind of create these little assets, it's nice for us to kind of pause and to look for opportunities where we can find individuals that are going to help us along the way. Because I think we really do kind of focus a lot on what we need to do and what, what, what all the responsibility that falls on us. And we sometimes can do, that can go two ways, right? We can shut other things down and say, no, no, no, I really need to return to my little isolation booth here and focus on what I'm doing. Or we can look for we can look at these little moments that come up in our lives, these little moments of serendipity where, where we, we encounter individuals or we, yeah. we, we come across a website or a podcast or the, the Teacherpreneur Support Network or something. And, and maybe that's that one little spark yeah. that might help lead us to uh, a, a new change. And I think I've been really kind of, you know me, I'm, I'm high strung, even when I'm calm, I'm, I'm high strung, right? <laughs> And for me, this this kind of teaching has been kind of quite yeah. crucial. It's really helped me kind of take a breath yeah. and think, okay, okay, if I can't do this right now by myself, what's out there? Who's out yeah. there in the universe that might be able to help me? And um, and know that that's not weakness. Yeah. That's actually the the universe is there. Use it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Use use all the energy and all the beautiful forces around you. Before Andrew jumps in and, and shares his lesson with us, I actually wanted to say that. That's a great lesson, by the way, Mike. And I think wow. the key word for us there is the word trust, because trust really is a practice. It's almost like an art, especially in those moments when it feels like you're working really hard and things just aren't happening. That's right. Yeah. You know, like that's the hard part. Like trusting the universe. Also, I find because again, we have the word. As trust, long as right? you do your part, as exactly. long as you do your part, the universe exactly. will, will be there, right? And yeah. I know it's. It's trust. You know, we say you this about trust. karma and whatnot, yeah. but you got to trust the universe yeah. that if if you put in the hard work and you really commit to something, yes, there are there are forces, people out there that will find you. Andrew, you've talked about this before, right? Right now, there's someone looking for exactly what you're looking for. I can't remember what the quote was, but I remember us having a conversation yeah, yeah. about this. That's the universe at work, right? If you have an idea. And you think people would like it. Well, guess what? There's probably someone out there right now who's looking for that same idea that you have that you are trying to help people with. You just need to put it out there. People will find you. Yeah. And, and trust requires patience. Trusting the universe yes. requires a lot of patience. And the question I would ask ourselves is, or even you, Mike, or everyone else listening is, what are you doing to cultivate patience? And still finding that you're not getting the results. That's that is the million dollar question. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna yeah. trust the universe, but trust requires patience. Andrew? Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Uh, I have to follow that. Lesson, yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I, I guess know. mine doesn't really dovetail. Um, but I'll get another bingo card. <laughs> right that. Bingo card. Oh, I mean it, it, it's it. hard to choose one Pivot. one lesson. Um <laughs> 
you know, we, we talk a lot about proof of concept in, in, in terms of business, but I, I think it, it, for me, that's one, like it applies to, to everything, you know, it just means proving to yourself that you you're capable and you are able to do something. So for me, like I've never been quote unquote, like an exercise person, a gym person, I've never been to a gym in my life, you know? Um, but during COVID, like we were like everyone, I was home all the time and like, I can't, I got to exert some energy or something. So this year, like I started doing an exercise routine and it's really hard. <laughs> and I started doing it in May and it's been seven months now. And in, in May, I, after the first day, I, I was like, I walked upstairs, talked to my partner and I was like, I, I'm dying. Like, I can't do this. And I almost stopped. And now I do it five times a week and it's great. And I've, I'm doing things that I never thought that, that I really could do. And even like Maya this morning, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, when did you get so flexible? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But it just happened. <laughs> and that's the compounding. Right? That's my proof of concept yeah. Yeah. for myself. Yeah. And so that's, that's my lesson. It's just, you have to, like, it sucked at the beginning. I it hated mm -hmm. it. But I knew why yeah. I was trying it. And I knew why. I didn't have a result in mind. I just knew that this was something I wanted to do and the process was good enough for me. And I was proud of myself that I didn't give up after a couple of days because it, it would have been very easy to stop and to say, well, this mm -hmm. is too extreme for me. I can't do this. I'll, I'll try something else. And I'm glad I stuck with it. And that, you know, that applies to, to anything. So if you're thinking about, if you've been trying to, to do something or thinking about starting something, whatever that is, just, just try and start it because I think, I think you'll be happy with, with yourself later. Yeah. Beautiful. Those yeah. are beautiful lessons. Um, folks, um, there is one month left in the year. And most people, I would say, are ready to coast to the finish line. <laughs> but one, one good month, this is based on what Mike said to me earlier. He's like, oh, next year. I was like, no. One good month can make the whole year feel like a success. So the question that I would, I would like to leave us pondering for the rest of this podcast and into the new year, 2023, is... What can you do in the next 25, 30 days to build momentum and finish the year on a high note? We don't have to answer. We just want, I just want you to think about that. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. What a year. What a podcast episode. Beautiful. I know, right? I have one more lesson. Can I, can I share one more? Dog me the whole way. All right. One more. One yeah, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of Dog Me. Now it's officially bottom up because now <laughs> the students are contributing yes. and shaping yeah. the, the direction of the Even class. Even though I just yeah. wrapped the lesson right here with like, what can you do in the next three days to build momentum and finish <laughs> but, the year? But right what is doing? a lesson? It's never ending. Right? It's a never what ending it? thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. I just What's want to say it's, it's, it's, and this is like going to start cliche, but it's, it's really a, a thank you letter to everybody. It's, it's the power of people. You know, I mm. think we, I know we all, and we talked about, like, or I mentioned Steve Jobs and all these successful people, and, and we don't often see their struggles. And I don't know how people think about us and what we do, but we certainly struggle. I can tell you that. And we have struggled mm -hmm. a lot. And I've struggled during COVID. I remember thinking early in 2020 when I lost my job and everything, like lots of people did. And it wasn't a really good place. And, you know, you guys stuck with me and I stuck with you and, and we were able to, like, pull through and do it. And now, like, the power of people just helping other people and really having that circle. Yeah. And Leo, I know like for like, we live in the same city, but like for a year and a half, we basically didn't see each other. And in the last couple yeah. of weeks, we've seen each other a bunch of times. And I'm just really thankful for that because it re it's easy to, for me mm -hmm. to stay home after these three years and just, well, it's what, it, it's what, what, what it is now. But every time I, <laughs> every time yeah. I go out <laughs> yeah. and I see you or I see somebody else, I remind myself of how 
how powerful it is. And 30 days from now, it will be four years of us, the three of us sitting around this table and doing this. So just thank you to everyone listening, of course, but to the two of you, like, thank you for four years of of this because it's been fantastic. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. I think this is a a great way to end this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't want to shed any tears, but this is this is it. The power of people, the power of building momentum the next 30 days, the power of trusting the universe the power of knowing that you should be always making new mistakes, the power of knowing what success looks like, the power of knowing that everything you do should be perceived as an experiment, the power of starting small, the power of knowing that things will take a little bit longer than you think they're going to take, and the power of knowing what success looks like to you because the way you measure success is unique to you. So... I think this is a very good way for us to wrap another year of podcasting here with Teacher Talking Time. And uh, as Andrew said, I think we just want to thank you all for listening, for giving this podcast um, a try, for, for being supportive, for sharing, for liking, for leaving reviews, for joining our YouTube channel. And we're very grateful. I think that's the, one of the reasons why we're still doing this after so long is because of the power of people too. been listening to Teacher Talking Time, brought to you by Learn Your English. Ready to take control of your education? You're in the right place. Teaching, professional development, learning. Expand your world with Learn Your English.